Guru Nation. Welcome to episode 508 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I actually interview Ashley Marigo and Monica Quitiba. Uh, they are both involved in the CRC Academy, and Ashley's an expert resume writer, and she, as part of the CRC Academy, Ashley does all the students' resumes who successfully passed the course. And so in this episode, we talk about what goes into making a good resume, what goes into standing out, what goes into marketing yourself before even having your resume looked at. Uh, in the show notes, check it out. It's the Patreon channel, patreon.com slash It's only five bucks a month. We have weekly videos and a monthly mastermind. Also in the show notes, we have the CRC Academy and the CRA Academy. And if you need help getting more studies for your site, just text me 949-415-6256. And with that being said, enjoy this episode. Hello, Guru Nation. Welcome back to another uh, video of clinical research. This one's sponsored by the CRC Academy. We have two special guests on, Ashley Margo and Monica Quitiva, both co-founders of Latino and Clinical Research. You're looking at half of the Latino and Clinical Research co-founders. We're missing Dr. Al, Judy, and Chris, mm -hmm. but it's half, 50% better than nothing. <laughs> yeah. We got all 50% all of us here, but we're not here to talk about Latinos and Clinical Research, although go on the links below and subscribe because you don't want to miss out because we just gave a scholarship to a CRA Academy student, Naomi, last month. Who knows what's in store next month? I know, I know what's in store. We know what's in store, but you guys don't. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta like not be nosy right now. You guys will find out later if you subscribe. You gotta go subscribe. So, anyways, in the Ashley Margot has been doing CV services for the CRA and CRC Academy for about a year now. Mm -hmm at least from the students I talked to 100% got jobs from the CVs you've made, which is yeah. unbelievable. You're batting a thousand. Um, so yeah. first of all, how, first of all, wow. And then second <laughs> of all, how, 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 how. get this done? How, I'm what's the magic <clears throat> people watching right now? They're saying, okay, well, what did Ashley do? I mean, as much as you can, and we're going to talk about interviews and LinkedIn and just, I know we can't go in depth like you have. We've done videos with you going in depth. Mm -hmm. They can go watch that, but like overview, macro overview, motivational, uh, that kind of stuff, Ashley, Ashley Marco, let's go. <laughs> well, I will say that I think what differentiates me from, you know, other, I mean, not all, right? Because I know I, I, it's very clear I have not seen every uh, service route there for, for this. But from what I've seen, a lot of them are either already at a higher uh, level position or they have, you know, HR or they're part of that like talent acquisition specialist background, which is, you know, great. Um, but I think what differentiates me is that I actually went through these processes. I went through a lot of, um, you know, um, accomplishments and failures. I took notes and this wasn't just as of recent, this was continuous since I started working since I was 19. And so um, I realized how, um, you know, once I wanted to get into this um, 
industry, I had to make sure that I put my best foot forward. And I did all the research that I could. And, um, you know, I, the response was extremely quick. And then I remember you telling me, Dan, after we met in Austin, um, how that was pretty interesting, how I got interviewed so quickly, given that my background wasn't as extensive as yeah. people that normally get it. I knew something was different then during that after that meeting, because you talked like in such high level about the search engine and the algorithms. I was like, this girl's going to get hired like before I leave town. You know, I was only <laughs> there for three days. So, yeah, it was obvious that once I was waiting for you to actually do it for yourself, get mm -hmm. the remote site monitor position. And then I was like, you know what? Why don't you help us teach our CRC Academy students how to do this? Why don't you help teach our CRA Academy students do this? And now we're adding that service to the CRC Academy. So everyone in the CRC Academy gets it done automatically now, your resume, if you graduate. In the CRA Academy, I'm doing it because we have an internship with a breast cancer, so it's more a little more specific. But in the CRA Academy, we do have students that hire you separately mm -hmm. to do their resume as well. So mm -hmm. in the CRC Academy, it is a lower price point of a course, but you do get Ashley's services in the CRA Academy. We haven't incorporated it yet because I'm doing the CVs. So, uh, but you still can if you want to. So what, like in the last year of working with our students, what have you learned? What's the biggest, mis what's the biggest misconceptions regarding someone's CV or resume? For sure. Um, just for those are out there, I also do have clients that are outside the academies, but my most come from the academies, obviously, because they get the that class with me. Um, but I would say the most, uh, there's a few things. One is uh, confidence, you know, even from people that have great backgrounds, they're, they're, they lack confidence, they're unsure of themselves. Um, they need that, you know, person to come and say, hey, you know, you're, you're doing great, you just need to tweak this and tweak that and um, you know just be aware of their strengths and what actually how those strengths uh, can can be tweaked into what these positions are are looking for right um, again this comes with having guidance and things like that so of course you know with me helping them or assisting them with this I can I can showcase to them in different examples as to how those strengths can uh, correlate to these positions in research and not necessarily just CRA and CRC, but other positions, right? And so giving them that, that insight and that discussion, because honestly, at the end of the day, it's, it's the fact of resources. Sometimes we don't have those people to speak with about these questions. Sometimes we, we do have people that we have contacts with, but limited and also for other things. So we don't want to sit with them for like 30 minutes, an hour and say, hey, can I ask you all these questions that I have about my background and this specific position I'm looking for? So that's one. Um, Another thing is, you know, I don't, I don't see people understanding how your resume is structured as well as having some unique uniqueness to it, how important that is, especially when you're going up against multiple people and a very booming industry. Um, and also because, you know, you may come out and you may even be, um, you know, a CRA that has a bunch of experience. You may be a CRC or you may even be a nurse that has all this clinical background. But if you have a resume that is poorly grammared, poorly structured, um, and also doesn't showcase it the way of your strengths that the research industry is looking for, because it's very different from yeah. clinical to research. You're right. Um, I, you know, I actually read a tweet from someone we all know well, Lindsay Summers, 
who's the best job recruit, the only clinical research job recruiter I turn to for when students need to meet somebody. And she posted a tweet on uh, Twitter. She said, uh, there's nothing uh, that turns away job recruiter more than poor formatting on a resume or typos or grammar. And actually somebody else told me and Monica the same thing. Mm -hmm. She's not a job recruiter, but someone who's in charge of hiring literally said the same thing to us. Uh, So two people that we respect said the same things Ashley's saying, but it goes beyond just formatting. Yeah, Uh, it definitely does. And this is what Ashley actually brings to the table. But how does somebody put, because everybody has different skill set, right? We have foreign trained physicians who immigrate to the U.S. and they want to be coordinators. Or we have people who were financial analysts, maybe, or economics majors that want to be CRA or in-house CRAs. All those jobs, there's, I mean, you could pick at random whatever you want outside of clinical research or even in clinical research. All those jobs have skills, unique skills. So how do you highlight that and make it fit in the context of clinical research? Because essentially that's what you're trying to do, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. Yes. And so, um, and that's again, why I do the, the one-on-one or like the, the in-depth uh, because, you know, I can say whatever I want here, but it, it comes down to you as a person, what you want to do, where your path is or where you're trying to direct yourself, right? Because, you know, you can be, for instance, a foreign um, a PI and or foreign physician coming to the US and you could want to be going into a clinical research coordinator or a clinical data coordinator, uh, research coordinator, excuse me. And, you know, your strengths that you're going to want to focus in on as far as what you do for CRA route are going to be different for what you want if you're doing in clinical research data coordinator, right? You're going to want to focus more on the analysis aspect and your critical thinking for data coordinator. And you're going to want to focus more on the fact that you have, you know, say foreign language, uh, you also have a lot of uh, clinical and healthcare background and physical exam uh, and acute care specialty background when you're going to CRA because your focus is going to be on auditing those types of documents and speaking with PIs, right? And um, so, you know, again, it, it comes down to everybody individualistically. It's it's not a one-size-fits-all thing at all whatsoever. Um, however, you know, if you break it down a certain way, it's, it can, depending on, you know, the examples you give, et cetera. But um, yeah, so I guess the thing to focus on really is, is sitting down with yourself and understanding, okay, this is the position I want. And if I don't get that position, what are the, uh, the sub positions that I'm willing to take and how can I formulate myself on paper to fit that, but not just your resume. And that's another thing I tell everybody, you know, I've, I've had clients that, cause I also do mock trial services. Um, I've had clients that have had all these interviews, but they never make it past the, the hiring manager. You so at that m- point, it's, Mock interview services? Yes, okay. yes, yes, I do. And um, and I do it based on the screening call, uh, talent acquisition specialist, you know, phase one, and then the hiring manager phase two. Um, each questions, you might be asked the same questions, but each answer you're giving is going to kind of come off differently. And ha- you want to make it come off differently and, and um, you know, have a different approach for each person because they're all going to be looking for different things based off of their position. You see, Monica, least... we're lucky to have Ashley. As <laughs> yes, I'm just, I'm here just like thinking. We don't even need to, we don't need to a... learn. <laughs> we don't need to learn any of this for ourselves because Ashley's just going to do it for yeah. the CRC Academy students. Um, 
so LinkedIn is very important. You yeah. focus a lot of your time on LinkedIn when you audit somebody's LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea how to run my LinkedIn. And, you know, but I, I put content out there. Mm-hmm. Now, not everybody is extrovert. And for those who really know me, I'm actually not extrovert. I'm an introvert that pretends to be extrovert. But <laughs> it works because I, I make a lot of content. Uh, other people are not like they're introvert and they say, Hey, you know what? I don't want to make content. I don't want to post things, which is my advice. I'm always like, well, if you don't want to make a video comment on people's stuff or like, or share with a comment, that's a lot easier. Mm-hmm. What's your approach with someone's LinkedIn? Cause not everyone's going to make videos and post it every day. Yeah. Well, for the most part, um, even professionals that have been in the industry for a long, long time, um, don't utilize their entire profile, which is mistake number one. Um, there's so many tabs to go through. The more tabs you use, the higher you know you are in the, the algorithm base and how much more you're liked uh, within you know uh, LinkedIn's AI algorithm. Um, as far as utilizing content, getting more exposure, uh, again, it comes down to how well you can build your network and your network is going to depend on how well you build your profile. I mean, it doesn't necessarily fully base on that, but if you want to supercharge the way I did, I did it, I think in two to three months. And then within six months, I already had, I don't know how many, like a thousand some following. Um, you, you want to utilize all that. You're already at that, right? Let me go look yeah, at your profile. I'm going to do an audit exactly of your LinkedIn <laughs> as we speak. It's not fully completed. I've been so busy with CRC and Siri Academy. I mean, well, um, you don't need it. You don't need it at this moment. Um, yeah. Let's see. But that's the thing. You, investing in your LinkedIn is kind of like up, like uh, going to the bank when you need a loan. The best yeah. time to ask for a loan is when you don't need one. Yes. Right. Yeah, uh, exactly. Co-founder, social investor. I like this social. And I got to put that on there, too. Yes, you do. Austin, Texas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at it now. So yeah, I'm a pro. Oh, you're almost at 2000. Yeah. Actually and, for, and- for whomever, well, I don't know how we can track that. Can you track who's number 2000? Cause you're 11 oh, away. I'm 11 away. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So That's I was going to awesome. give away a book to your 2000 follower, but we have to like actually track it to make sure it's accurate. <laughs> Ooh. Right. Uh, wow. I need to figure that out. I've actually never looked at the tracking uh, just because again, you know, for me, it was more about, um, Making sure well, that I'll unfollow uh, you and then I'll be number 2000. Okay. <laughs> so get it. Let's get I, Ashley out. I actually, now that you're mentioning that, in the last year, I I, I had like probably 1,000 followers. Oh, now let's I look at Monica. 3,207. Wow, money. Look That's at Monica awesome. go. And I like your header with the clinical research circle. Um, that was suggested by our most professional Ashley. <laughs> really? I need to put yeah, that too. I don't even I, know what my header is. Let's see. I need to get a review mine. with Monica. And her oh, mine is the guru thing. Okay. I got to keep that. Yeah. So, wow. Okay. So LinkedIn. So it's not like overrated. No, no, no. If anything, it's the new thing. Um, I would say Facebook. I mean, you know, of course, depending on the business and all that stuff. Right. But as far as professional development and having a clear goal, I think, you know, LinkedIn is where it's at and and that's it. You know, I don't see it going anywhere anytime soon, especially if LinkedIn picks up on, you know, 
that same type of uh, formatting that Clubhouse has. Once that, if that comes out, I think that that's going to put like LinkedIn the audio? on the whole. Yeah. And I think that's going to put LinkedIn on a whole other map. And remember, you know, you want to have the best following, the best network, because ultimately, yeah. you know, when these things come out, if you're following those, the innovators, the leaders, the people that are creating the content and all of that good stuff, you're going to have direct access to that in your network, on your event screen. If you have only friends, family, coworkers, it's fine, but you're going to get, your algorithm's going to get swayed. You know? Yeah. And why, so- why even have those? Like, that's the one network where who cares if they're your friends or your family on LinkedIn. I mean, you yeah. sure have it to get your numbers up, but uh, it doesn't matter unless those people mm-hmm. are going to have a job for you or a business yeah. opportunity for you. Because at the end of the day, that's what LinkedIn is for. Yeah. Um, to be honest, even go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Uh, uh, so to be honest, even numbers really don't matter because, you know, so long as you have, say, a content and you have a following of a CEO or somebody that, you know, likes your content, his following is going to determine the activity you have. So mm-hmm. as long as you're following and have good followers, like of good backgrounds of within your industry and that are part, again, the leaders, the innovators, you're going to get seen regardless, you know, so you don't have to worry about who's following you. All you have to worry about is creating your space. Even if you don't have a business, creating your space, making a place for yourself on this, you know, virtual form and, um, making making yourself a part of the network you know and and the the linking is basically like an electronic or digital uh uh, cb available for the whole world yes so yes it is i mean i've had multiple uh job offers that i didn't ever even apply to that just came to me because they were uh, skimming through profiles you know and they do that i've spoken to a lot of um so Lindsay is like an extremely high level recruiter i've spoken to more of the beginner second stage recruiters that that tend to get a lot of you know uh the the third tier um the third party you know uh applicants where they're searching for and and maybe sites lower sites or or um Maybe no, no, we're top tier at CRC Academy. Yeah, no, you guys are top tier. Yes, no, for sure. (laughs) CRC, CRC. No, I'm just kidding. Talk a little bit about motivation, though, because uh, this is nice. All this have a nice resume made by Ashley, have a nice LinkedIn profile. But there is something to be said. Here's what I've discovered in the CRA Academy, because I'm more involved with the internship there. Monica is more involved with CRC Academy. Uh, with all aspects of it. But in the CRA Academy, what I've noticed, and I'm sure it's the same in CRC, the people who tend to get hired first are the ones who don't find excuses for, you know, hey, I can't find this link. I can't, I mean, sometimes it's legit. You didn't get the link, but most of the time it's not. Most of the time you're just looking for someone else to do what you're supposed to be doing, keeping yourself organized, uh, speak a little bit to the ambition, motivation. There's some people, and you can tell within five minutes talking to them, yeah. they're going to get hired. I mean, how do we know? Monica and I, and I'm sure you too, but Monica and I do these calls together sometimes with people, and we can tell in five minutes this person's going to have no problem getting hired. And others, it's like they're going to need a lot of work. They're going to need a lot of polish from Ashley's resume <laughs> service. Why? I'm trying to find out why. It's so, not simple. You no, know, it's not simple. And, and you're exactly right. Like I can already tell via, you know, emails right before I even my schedule my my interview sometimes because, you know, 
they'll wait till last minute to send me everything to where I have to say, can you please send it? And so, you know, at that point, it's like, okay, you know, if this is for you, this is not for me. I've had clientele come to me, um, you know, offering to pay me extra to write their resume. And I said, no, I'm, I, I'm perfectly fine. This is something I do on the side to help. Yes, I charge, but I do it to help. I'm not a resume writer. I don't want you needing other people. I want to teach you. I want you to learn so that once I'm done with what I do, you don't need to look for help. Or if you do, it's on a surface level. You know, you have a better understanding as to what you need to do, as to what you need to look for and how to easily assess yourself as you're going through your careers. Cause you're always going to be needing to uh, doing your resume. So, um, you know, it's important that, I mean, everyone says, you know, don't give up. Um, I think it's very corny, but it's the truth. You know, uh, you are going to be give going up, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're going to be, you're going to be getting a lot of rejection. You're also going to have people not respond to you in months. And that has nothing to do with you, especially if again, you have somebody break down your strengths. Cause I don't necessarily focus on the weaknesses. I look at the strengths and I see how we can shine on that. Right. After my call, I'm, you know, at the point they're like, oh, you know, I'm very, I feel more confident. Thank you for letting me know. I didn't realize that, you know, I could be looked at this way. I always looked at that as a negative. And so, you know, sometimes our own perception of ourselves and what we come with is very skewed as opposed to when you have somebody that's already in the industry that's gone through the process and can say, no, 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 you can look at it this way or you can look at it that way. And so long as you showcase it in the interview accordingly, you're going to be fine. Um, so, so uh, because I, I oh, go ahead, Monica. No, no, no. I interrupt. Please go ahead. Uh, yeah, Zoom. With Zoom, it's tough. Don't worry. Um, what I was going to ask is somebody might be watching now and saying, okay, well, from your experience over the last year of doing, like, I don't know how many CVs, and 100% got hired from what I know, which is yeah. saying something. And Monica, too. So, uh, okay, yes. it's close to 100%. <laughs> What is the top two things, the most common one or two things that people are not doing and that you fix? Oh, and that I fix. Okay. Um, the format, it's horrible. I mean, even 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 people that I'm, I'm personally surprised of that have one had, I think, 10 to 12 years experience in the industry already. And I was just surprised. Yeah, even, you know, doctors, doctors here from the U.S. as well. I mean, you know, so... Formatting is everything. Um, I could, cannot say that enough. You can go online. There's free links. Find different formats. Take the time to organize it because the presence you give on paper is going to speak thousands of words about you in person. So if it looks disorganized, you are not going to be wanted in the industry, especially if you can't spell right. That especially makes sense. If yeah, especially if you the can't The job recruiter thinking this person didn't even get a good template. You can get those for free. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, um, even then I told my client, my clientele, like, this is just, I'm giving you a basic format template, go and make it your own, add color to it, go and find something else and just transfer what we've created onto that, make it your, make it you, you know, now does everybody do that? Not so much. Um, but, you know, again, it comes down to what they want to do and I did my job, but, um, uh, formatting is everything. Uh, the next thing I would say is, um, it's very robotic, you know, uh, the way that they talk about themselves. Uh, and that's why I believe very heavily in the cover letter. I know a lot of professionals uh, in, you know, hiring departments don't really care too much about cover letter, but I believe very strongly that 
The cover letter is an opportunity to make up for any fumbles that your resume might have provided. Yeah. And um, it also gives uh, a slightly less professional insight, but not in a bad way, more of in a personal insight as to you as to what, what you're doing here at this moment and why you're coming to them. And um, I think that's, that, I think that's perfect. Very, very important personally. Like when I worked in HR a long time ago, um, I, I, despise oh, I the fact that in HR, so she knows yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I worked under, uh, um, you know, uh, a lady that was super amazing, very, very meticulous. And she was the head of uh, hospital administration. So she was very, very on point about how she looked at things. And, um, but yeah, going back to what I was saying, um, it's when I would look at resumes, I, I personally hated doing it because it, they all looked the same. There was no difference other than them listing the different jobs that they've had. I couldn't tell the difference on personality. And, and that for me mattered at the end, especially when I had, you know, five, six people that were at the competing level. Right. So at that point I was like, well, before I have to pick your people, I'd like to know a little bit more about why they're coming here. Is it just because they just want a job? Is there something that's motivating them? Is it personal? You know, do does their personality seem to fit with what person that I personally like to work with, my team would like to work with, you know, and those little things are important. Um, and if you can get that through, not just your resume cover letter, and also on your LinkedIn, the third tier that's super important, um, you know, it kind of solidifies that and says um, says to that person like, okay, yes, I think this is just a good fit. Um, let's let's see if it works. What about I don't know if somebody is a member of Latinos in clinical research, no matter their ethnicity, should they put that on their resume? Uh, yes. Now, if they have a very 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 heavy background, of course, and they're already involved with Latinos in clinical research, I would of course tell them to adjust it to make it fit there are two pages um but yeah i think it's i think it's extremely important uh being involved in an organization especially with a very good mission um and not just a voluntary organization yeah voluntary organization and with the mission behind it you know because you're already trying to contribute as a person just involving yourself in in a community organization but for something that's focused on a very particular mission that needs to be addressed in the industry, it shows that you are, you know, a trailblazing, right? So I think that that speaks a lot to leadership, to personality, humanitarianism, and all sorts of things, especially if you have a very meticulous hiring manager, they're going to look at that as a plus. How about if somebody speak another language? Should they mention that there? That is huge. Very, very huge. And again, Latinos in clinical research personally right because part of the reason why I'm also involved is I I'm Latina um I don't speak 100% great Spanish I and I you know I wear it with pride (laughs) I mean well you know in my family I'm like the weakest link (laughs) but um you know it's you get to you know uh learn from the organization and also it's showing that you're taking initiative so if you're not necessarily Latino you don't know Spanish you're taking the initiative to uh, immerse yourself in this uh, population and get to know, right? Because you want to also be able to communicate and be well-versed and also just be open, right? Especially if you're going to be working for a major CRO or sponsor. Yeah, the bilinguals, good point, Monica. Bilingual is a very- um, Super huge. Especially Spanish. I mean, and Mm -hmm. it all obviously depends on the area you're in, but Spanish is huge everywhere. 
uh, in the country. Yeah. Ashley, the all you got to do is practice. You just got to do the jump on I the know. Latino and clinical research <laughs> Spanish interview podcast. Even I jumped on it. I did okay. Yeah, we're, we're doing one tomorrow. So for sure, I will <laughs> be there. I'll, I'll be in Mexico tomorrow. I'll be in I Mexico will, tomorrow. I will be there. No, those other ones is because, you know, work and stuff, um, right? Time frames yeah. kind of don't click. But um, definitely, I do plan on being involved more in the Spanish videos. We have a lot coming down the pipeline. Uh, so as we as we wrap up, um, there's two things to getting a job, right? There's getting your resume noticed, mm -hmm. and which is or getting you noticed, not your resume. You, mm -hmm. you know, I let let me step back because my mind's going too fast right now. Uh, I was talking to a uh, higher up at a drug company last week, mm -hmm. and they were saying that the amount of comments they receive like or likes or shares when they post something on LinkedIn is completely disproportionate to the number of emails they get because they're on clinicaltrials.gov or people know or, or just messages in their LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So they almost notice it more when you're doing like where less people go, yes. right? So if not so many people are commenting, you need to look at which companies it is that you want to work for and start commenting on the decision makers posts. Don't exactly. be fake about it. You, there's a fine line like, but I'm sure if you've been to a cocktail party, you can find interest in any conversation. If you really want to, you can get interested. I mean, I could walk into a party right now. People are talking about like violin. I have no interest in it, but I can like act like I do. Like when they say something, I can say, okay, well, what do you actually do in this case? I mean, I can kind of find some level of interest. Blend. That's like an extreme <laughs> Blend. Good word. That's an extreme example. But like if you're on LinkedIn and you're in life sciences, you should have common uh hobbies or or interests so yeah. it's not that hard to make a comment share drop your two cents but more people are just spamming emails why is that the case um you know because again it's not it's it's very uh, about um what i want what i need it's not about how can i help or how can I give and how can I do and I think that's what differentiates people big time immediately and so mm -hmm. again uh, one of the biggest things I hear at the end of my LinkedIn review every time it never fails um, out of all my clients it's still always the same wow that was a lot that was a lot of information I had no idea like yes it's a lot and almost always you say that's going to be a lot of work I'm like yes most people won't do it but if mm -hmm. you do it you're going to be that 1% that gets more than the other. Abnormal, yeah. abnormal yeah. results get For abnormal uh, people, but like abnormal. in a, in a positive way, right? <laughs> you abnormal know, yeah. results get require abnormal effort. I mean, honestly, yeah, that's, like, that's why I'm here right now. That's exactly yeah, why I'm here right now. Basically, Ashley is teaching how to fish. She's not giving the fish. So. Exactly. I don't like giving fish. <laughs> Who doesn't I mean, because, like to receive yeah. the fish? You know, I want to fish. I want to fish like for a meal, right? Mm -hmm. but, yeah, but, it's, but even think, better, knowing how to fish so you can eat all your life. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it helps me too. Because I mean, if I were just to write the resume, what would end up happening for each client? If I wrote the resume for them and did everything, what would happen is if something didn't happen, I would have probably three times more emails, questions, and 
spamming on my LinkedIn yeah. messaging yeah. asking, well, why is this not happening? Why not? It's not working. Instead of me teaching you and saying and getting maybe one or two questions and saying, look, remember we spoke about this is why. Yes. Go and do this, remember? And so pretty much I don't get any questions. I never get follow-up emails because I cover everything. And at it's that very point, thorough. very I, thorough. I know where I was them. going with that though. Okay, so if the point of you having a CV cover letter, LinkedIn, is to get noticed, to get to the interview, mm-hmm. if 100 people are emailing the hiring manager, and only five are commenting on the hiring manager, the same human being, mm-hmm. LinkedIn post. Which would you think you get and get more attention, right? The hiring manager, exactly. Yeah. And so now the next step is once you're in the interview, what do you do? So it's almost like two steps to get it. It's like a two-step process to get hired, get the attention. So now you got your opportunity, and now what are you going to do with it? And that's really the now. What are you going to do with it? Is what we teach in the CRC Academy the CRA Academy. What did you learn during your internship? What did you actually do? Those are the talking points for your, why are you a member of Latino clinical research? Those are your talking points, but to get to the interview, all this stuff that you're talking about is, is important. And I think it's very much comes down to, um, and it's just being, just being real. Cause I'm at one point I was, I was there. Keeping it real Um, like Marjorie. Yeah. Keeping it real like Marjorie. Um, it's, I don't think people like knowing, uh, maybe not all people, right? But for the most part, uh, I feel that knowing that it really is in their hands, their capability, their future, and what can happen, putting that much pressure on somebody and saying, it's not about who gives you things or who hands it to you or what uh, resources and opportunity. Yes, that plays a certain part, but I was in a very rural area. I had no connections. I was alone in a city. Um, I had nobody in clinical research until I searched, came across Dan. I kept you know, bothering you. Uh, I also like went out of my way to do things, you know? And so I created that scenario for myself and now I'm here. I'm now a business partner with y'all in two different ventures. And so, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. And it's less than a year, you know, and it happened because uh, I was going to Austin and I said, anyone want to meet up? I'm going to be in Austin. And Ashley was like, there was like three people. And Ashley was like nervous to do it. I was like, I don't think I want to do it. Like, I'm so nervous. There were three people in Austin and Ashley was like the only one that was like, yeah, I can do it tonight. And I was like, all right, because yeah, tonight's like the only day I have. Yeah. And I actually rushed from work, changed super fast and like took off and you know, didn't get home. I hadn't eaten anything that whole day. And I was like, I don't care. I need to make it on time. Like I was, I wanted that connection. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I understood the importance of, even if I just got to speak with you for a minute, you know what I mean? And so you exposed yourself. We ended up spending like two days together. uh, Our wife, your partner, your boyfriend. (laughs) And yeah, uh, yeah, we went to go get beers in Austin yeah it was, it was a good nice. time yeah and so it's saying, nice like, for me yeah you know and so it's like the crc yeah. academy the CRA academy you're providing them all the information they need that all they need to do is do it pass okay mm-hmm. i'm providing my services do it finish implement that's it and and everything is history you know so that, and, talks, that speaks yeah. to the ambition too so the yeah yeah i think we cover it on a lot of things anything else monica you want to yeah we're giving them all the the tools they need at, like i always tell the students we're giving you a solid foundation if you don't jump from there it's <laughs> 
You're, the hustle, you're, you're the exactly. hustle sold separately. <laughs> yeah. The hustle exactly. sold separately. For real, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, what it, honestly, so, what it is. I mean, I was <clears throat> on vacation in Colorado. My partner was, my boyfriend was like, "Stop being on the computer." And I said, "No," because when I come back from vacation, I want to be busy with interviews. Every day for at least three hours, I was pushing out interviews in different states that I was willing to move to outside wow. of where I was at. Yeah. Because I didn't care. I, I knew what I wanted and I was willing to adjust. I went as far as looking at certain areas that I'd be willing to move to if it was doable for me to live there financially. Like I was doing everything because I knew that if I just had the opportunity and stayed there a year that I'd be able to increase my pay and all sorts of things in my life would change. I could move back to where I wanted to move to. That's me wanting and doing everything I needed to do to make it happen for myself. And it happened, you know, um, it took a little while, it took about six months, but it happened. And that's, I don't care how long it took. It, it was, it was worth it. That's right. And now I'm here. So, you know, exactly. I, I like to give that to the clients and, and two generalists right here and the two favorite, two of my favorite people to talk to you uh, in this space. And that's why we're in business together. You get to be in business with people you like. Imagine being in business with someone you don't like. I've been there. It's not fun. Let me tell you. The five top people you're around the most determines a lot about your future. So I told you guys, I said, the minute that I I linked with you guys, my my career quantum leaped within like three years just by involving myself with y'all. A year in and I'm already doing things I didn't even think I was going to do. Well, our involvement with you too. I mean, you're so organized (laughs) with the minute meetings and all. Ashley's on another level. Oh my God. Yeah, I always thought I was organized until I met Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought I was organized, so that's not a problem. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, so I want to mention that Ashley is going to be part of the CRC Academy um, team officially. Yes. For May class. So we're very excited. When, when is the um, May class starting, Monica? End of May, early June? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So it gives we're us time to put everything on Teachable. We're moving yeah. everything to Teachable more mm-hmm. streamlined. So it gives us about a month to get things up yeah. there. Yeah. It's not that, I mean, the, the current students are getting the quality, but the next students are going to get the same well, we quality, keep, we keep but it's going to be updated. It's yeah. the exact same thing we did with CRA Academy. You know, we started at a lower price point and we keep it making improvements and then supply and demand, you know, and we're at the point with CRC Academy now to where supply and demand. And uh, we are able, if we charge more, just small increments more, we're able to provide a huge ROI on that small incremental change in price. So mm-hmm. I think if you tell, if you ask most people who are trying to get a job, hey, would you pay extra couple hundred bucks to have a much better chance of getting hired, everybody would say yes. They're not playing around in this space. So, and a brainer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you both of you guys. I, this was very thank good. Uh, I think if you're watching out there or listening, um, I mean, of course, we would love you in the CRC Academy or the CRA Academy. But like you heard from Ashley, the hustle is sold separately. You can do it all for free. We just set it all up nicely for you. Mm-hmm. We can't eat the meal for you you gotta exactly. eat the meal but we set the table <laughs> but if you're gonna go for free you can have to set your own table find your own ingredients you know it's a lot harder so roi is there but it's you are able to do this on your own too mm-hmm. thank you guys thank you. appreciate thank it have a good week rest of the week and weekend you yeah you enjoy your weekend oh yes your vacation <laughs> in Mexico. yeah
Yeah, maybe I'll that try to join the Spanish Zoom call tomorrow, but I don't know. Yeah, actually, we'll have to create the Zoom. <laughs> okay, right. will do, will do. All right. All right, thank you guys. Everybody, Thanks, take guys. care.